gitu. Allah. Hi everyone. Hot. Hi folks. Welcome back to Under the Influence with Mads and Mitch. Mhm. Mhm. Today we have a very special yes, dedicated episode. Uh, a few times in the making now. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have made this episode of Robert Pattinson one time outside and now a couple times trying it here mm-hmm. to just get the magic back a little bit. I'm just because, you know, once you do something and it kind of doesn't turn out, it, it's just kind of like, do you want to do it again or do you want to move on mm-hmm. so that's where we're kind of at with this episode but we still want to do it because we both really like this guy mm-hmm. this, this hunk of a man robert pattinson our pats baby mm-hmm. our pats our pet stands yeah um yeah we just wanted to talk about him for an episode um this might be a little shorter this probably won't be longer than any of the other episodes but this whole episode is dedicated to exclusively to the one and only Robert Pattinson. Ow, ow! Ow, ow! Um, bless you. Um, so for those of you who may not know who he is, let me give you, you know, a little bit of background. Um, his name is Robert Douglas Thomas Pattinson. He was born May 13th of 1986. What, 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 what sign? He's a Taurus because of course he is. Um, he's 6'1". Damn. And he is. Just has, has a big old knob. <laughs> <laughs> and he is my ex husband, but the paperwork yeah. is um, pending. Do you want to go into a little bit why he's your ex husband? or? Yeah, I mean, well. Because I remember when we started hanging out, this is the. You, you told me this. Yeah, this is something that I tell people, like, I don't know, maybe like the first or second time that they meet me. Just because I think it really gives them a good view into who I was and why I am the way I am now. Um, So for me, and I guess on the way to the story, we can touch base on some of the stuff that he was in prior to Twilight. Mm -hmm. So I met him. (laughs) Met. (laughs) I met. Um, I met him, as most people did, in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. When he my played, boy, <laughs> that's my son, my boy. Um, he played Cedric Diggory. Do you um, think Daniel Day Lewis took that for his "There Will Be Blood" performance? Hands down, absolutely, one hundred percent. I feel like they striking similarities. Yeah, because that's Cedric's dad that sets it at the end. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oof. Cinematic parallels right here on the pod. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> we're calling him out, people, left and right. But, I mean, like, even, like, yeah, so he was in that, and not only is that my favorite Harry Potter, but that's also your favorite Harry Potter, right? Yes, no, most definitely. I mean, there's not really, I, I, I'm going to get a little, to whoever, I don't hate Harry Potter, but I definitely hate Harry Potter fandom and what it's become, <laughs> in the sense of it's just like, I don't know if it's like people being thirsty for nostalgia, <laughs> or people just wanting to relive their childhood, but a lot of people... Not saying there's a certain age you have to stop liking something. But I guess maybe I just keep growing out of things, so I expect other people to. So Well, that's not how life works. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> but I 
but it's just like sometimes I just like see like a thirty year old and I'm like oh maybe we should stop. Well, they grew <laughs> up reading it though. No, I and did like too. that was like the that was like their first point of escapism as a kid. So in some ways I do understand, but in other ways I'm like you can't make that your personality. Yeah, and I'm not even I, trying to like shit on it because it's like someone could say the same thing about film for me. It's more so just like the idea of like this is I guess like kind of what you were saying. This encompasses your personality. Yeah, but it's like it's like liking a corporate entity is my personality. And I mean, I will say for myself, that's what Twilight was for me when I was growing up Mm -hmm. in some ways. So I mean, for a lot of people. Yeah. And then so like, I'm a team Edward guy, but I again, like, yeah, I was obviously super in to Robert Pattinson as like a whole person. Like when I was reading Twilight in sixth grade, I had I knew that he was in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, so I watched that movie a lot ahead of Twilight coming out. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Um, and it so was... I, I sorry to interrupt again. I just have a so was it the immediate attraction? No, um, I remember hearing about the hearing about the book Twilight and seeing that it was going to be a movie, and it was. I think I had read some other like young adult vampire stuff and I was like I'll give this a try um and I think I I honestly think I read through the first two before I even knew that there was a movie coming out like Mm -hmm. officially and before like pictures and a trailer came out so you could say I was a bit of a hipster when it came to reading Twilight you could say I was ahead of the curve um so yeah and then I think like once I saw like pictures and saw the trailer. I was like, "Oh fuck, something's tingling," um, <laughs> and it was around this same time that I think I feel I... like I'm peeing. <laughs> oh it was around this time that I think I like figured out what Rob, who Robert Pattinson was, and I think I IMDb'd him, and I saw that he was in a movie prior to Goblet of Fire, Vanity Fair with Reese Witherspoon, and he's uncredited, and he's in it for like five seconds, and I remember like begging my dad to like rent it for me so i could watch it it was the best five seconds ever and is it a good movie no (laughs) absolutely not um and then after that he was in like some little things here and there but then he was in little ashes where he played salvador dolly and um we don't have to get into that (laughs) is he like playing a young salvador dolly he is yeah interesting is he doing brown face? No. Okay. We don't. Let's not. <laughs> oh, you don't want to dive into the brown face bag? Let's have that be our next episode where we mm. talk about Scarlett Johansson. How about? Yeah. And how she can play virtually any character, um, whether they are a person of color or not. But mm-hmm. make make sure that. Yeah. God. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to open that can of worms right now. The last episode was way too theoretical. So I'm, though it is important to acknowledge the fact that like as a English white person, uh, him, Man, I don't care. I don't him care. Playing, I, I don't care. It is, about a bad it, it is an issue, but, but I don't care about a bad biopic that no one saw. It is an issue for sure. Why do you say biopic and not biopic? You sound like an asshole. Just how I say it. You just made me sound like an asshole. I mean, anyway, um, so then Twilight happened, mm-hmm. and 
this was everything to me. Um, Catherine Hardwick directed it. She's, she, she's an indie, like smaller. What did she done before this? That anything I would know? I mean, for me, she directed a very, very pinnacle movie for me growing up called 13 that had Evan Rachel Wood in it and um, Nikki Reed. She did Lords of Dogtown. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Which is another one of fucks. my faves. That movie fucks. That is a really good movie. Um, she She's done, like, a bunch of, like, pretty random stuff here and there since then. But, like, she did, like, some really good stuff earlier on in her directorial career. And also, she's a woman. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's just. It's hard to be a woman. Uh, period. <laughs> um, That's. Yeah, but especially in film. Completely, whether it's behind or in front. In, in any capacity. Yeah. Like, Gaffer, fucking... Like I just said. Uh-huh. Boomer. Okay, Boomer. Okay, Mansplainer. Um, and so, like, for me, Twilight was a huge thing. Um, I cut my hair to look like Alice from Twilight. So it was super short and really ugly and spiky and blonde. Um... Also had a wedding to Edward Cohen slash Robert Pattinson in my friend's basement. Um, we used an image of Cedric Diggory. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and we, wow. And we put it on a cardboard cutout of Toby Keith that my friend had. Um, and we had, we had a wedding. We had a reception. I think at one point <laughs> I had like a pregnancy too. And... Mm. That was weird. It was like a similar thing of like the Renesme, but I think I mixed it with like Renee and my mom's name, Carol. And it was like Rarel or something like that. Um, oh, God. I went, I went to the Hot Topic DVD release party for Twilight as well. I'm sorry. There was a Hot Topic release party. <laughs> yes, the fuck there was. And my dad brought me and my middle sister and one of her friends went. And it was the sweatiest, smelliest. <laughs> awful experience of my life and I never did that ever again but somewhere in in my house there is a celluloid film strip from Twilight which is kind of cool that I have that (laughs) why and that's all I have from that time everything else I think I tossed my god Mm mm-hmm Jesus Christ. It's How about you? What did you do? How it's did you display your love for Twilight and Robert Pattinson Mitchell? Um, I can say I read the first Twilight book. And I don't think I saw the movies you've until seen- later in life. Oh, I was about to say, you've never seen them and we're talking about this? Jesus. Well, no, it was more so a thing of like, it was so not cool to do. Take that back. But I feel like. I, I read the books to kind of just kind of vibe <laughs> with girls at the time, which didn't really work for multiple reasons. Um, and then it just kind of became this thing where I did kind of like the book, but I wasn't super into it. Mm-hmm. And so I read the first one, kind of started New Moon, and uh, and then I never saw the movies. Ah. And then I think maybe... I maybe they just like saw clips and stuff, but I mean it. It was hard to escape the Twilight fandom uh, in the early in the the start of the the twenty teens. Yeah, completely. Um, and I think like famously Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart like hated doing 
Twilight period, like all of the oh, movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Arpats specifically, if you like look at his interviews from then, like, oh my God, it's the funniest, most depressing thing. It, ugh, my God. And why do, why do you think he did Twilight? Uh, I mean, in the beginning? Yeah. Like, why do you think he took it? I don't know. I mean, you're probably a working actor. You're probably figuring this is a one-off and not a franchise. If anything, it's like a bad book adaptation that you can just kind of put on your resume to show that you've done more stuff. But then for it to turn into this whole... Phenomenon. Yeah. But I mean, we can even talk about a little bit about... Because I have seen the first movie, and I think you've made me watch the other ones, but I didn't really pay attention. Um, You bitch. It's not, because they're bad movies. Actually, no. I've definitely never seen the last one. I've seen, like, the last battle scene, but I've definitely never seen the last one. Mm. But the first one is pretty distinctly different from the rest of them. Yeah. I think I think you can kind of explain a little better than I can, one, because you care more, but also because it is just, you've probably seen it more than I have as well. Not only have I seen it more, but, like... <laughs> true um but Catherine hardwick (laughs) again was like an indie she she isn't like an indie director and twilight if you go back like twilight was supposed to be an indie movie it looks feels and sounds like an indie movie from 2008 2007 like Mm -hmm. the soundtrack bangs all the soundtracks bang but the first one not only has robert pattinson singing on it it hasn't singing on it twice and also I would just like to say (laughs) that the coloring and the way that the first Twilight movie is shot is completely different than the other ones because they didn't know that this was going to blow up. Yeah, the books did well, but they did not know that the movies were going to do that well. So that's why it was then handed off to male directors that had like done box office hits. So like they kind of like the franchise fucked over Catherine Hardwick hard, I feel. Um so yeah i mean i just i guess it's just like (laughs) i mean to think about it it's just it is that thing of where and then you get like a hunger games Mm. like shortly after where these like these things are just like these franchises and marvel's still coming out around the same time but marvel's not really anything until like 2012 with avengers when it really solidifies. And I think that's the end of Twilight. And kind of basically the end of Hunger Games. We really haven't had anything like. Franchisey like that. Succeed. Since. That's not superhero oriented. Or intergalactic. Oh yeah Star Wars. Yeah. But Star Wars is just Marvel. It's just Marvel in space. Oh my god. If you're gonna. You will get death threats. Yeah, I don't know how many people listen to the spot. <laughs> to all of our millions of listeners, Mitchell's address is. Um, you can also you can also check us. Uh, you can also uh, subscribe to Me Undies. <laughs> now is <laughs> the perfect time for an ad read. You're right. Use uh, the code Mads and Mitch and Me Undies. Don't do that. That's not real. <laughs> <laughs> you get twenty percent off. Your subscription to me on these day. It's the it's the gift that keeps on giving and giving and giving. <laughs> because you're doing your laundry. 
Uh, yes. Uh, I'm fucking hilarious. Anyway, so then after Twilight, you, mm-hmm. you, he didn't do... He had New Moon, like, in the bag, which is the second yeah. of the mm-hmm. Twilight saga. Um, and famously, New Moon is the one that he's, like, in for not that much. Because if you know anything about New Moon... Bella and he Edward goes away. have a breakup. He goes away. And Bella's really depressed and she turns to Jacob. And Doesn't he just go to Alaska for like a month or something? I honestly forget. He goes to Italy, I'm pretty sure, because that's where the Volteri is. And this is where you get introduced to the... Um, Volteri. This is where you get introduced to like the darker side of the vampires and the, ooh, the dark history. Oh. Uh, and this is also the movie where she like sits in her room for three months, um, which girl same me in quarantine. A girl same. Um, and like Taylor Lautner is more featured in this one, so he like this is really where you see like the team Edward shaved head, team Jacob a shaved head. Doesn't he have a shaved head in the new moon? Because he cut all his hair to be a wolf man. I think that happens. Actually, you know what? That is a good point. Yeah, he does because it was it's like pretty early on. Also, don't get me started on the fact that he isn't indigenous. Yeah. Let's not do that right now. Well, at least he's brown. N- no, that is not <laughs> the same. Well, I if we're going into this. Rob Benson. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they had so many other indigenous actors in in the Twilight yeah. Saga, but they yeah. picked anyway. Whatever. It is kind. Of, it is kind of strange when you think about casting. It's like why not just cast an unknown for a movie that literally because it's exactly what, is... what they did to Robert Pattinson. That he was practically unknown. Yeah. Well, it's just like also. I mean, what is Taylor Lautner the star power? <laughs> for some people, if they were Team Jacob and fucked up, yeah. Yeah, I wonder where those Team Jacob people are now. <laughs> I wanted to say in prison, but like as somebody that like advocates for like prison abolition, like I'm I can't say that. Well, you just did, and it's been recorded. Edit that out. Edit that out. Um, uh, we'll put a marker at eighteen twenty-two. <laughs> but um, you get that? You get that? Awesome. They got on tape. But I mean, New Moon happened. New mm-hmm. New Moon is my least favorite. Um, I think it's... They're all my least favorite. Fuck you. Um, of pants and stuff. We're getting there. We're getting to the... We're getting there. Um, so then after New Moon, he had Remember Me. Now, what do you know about this movie? I know it's a love story. Mm-hmm. Roughly around... <laughs> I don't... I Honestly, I knew it's a love story, and then I knew it ended... With like a weird shot of him, like of a CG, CGI camera just pulling out. And he's like in the Twin Tower on 9-11, which is like super weird. Correct. And that's all but you like... need to know. <laughs> is that? And he's like, remember me. <laughs> As the camera pulls out. He puts his I, hand I, up I... against the glass and he goes, remember, remember me. me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dick Cheney <laughs> made money off the Iraq War. Um, Dick Cheney did make money. Watch off the Vice. Iraq. Um, oh, I'm gonna do that tonight. Ooh, turn up Monday. Ooh, ooh. Um, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and then future. No, sorry, this is so random. No. But there's a song on that new Drake demo tape where Future's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like doing that throughout the whole song. And Wait, what does like, he do? He'll do like a, he'll be like, I'll be vulgar bitches in the club. Woohoo, woohoo. Like the Yahoo thing? I could play it right now. No. I, I, I'm, tempt- I'm tempted to do it. So, but I'd have to find Future's part. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scrub a little bit. But yeah. So remember me. <laughs> I mean, while we're on the subject of bangers, let's all give a shout out to Meg and Beyonce for doing the mm-hmm. Savage remix. We're a little late, but technically we were early when we first recorded this. Okay. (laughs) Beyonce just saying, okay. Okay. (laughs) Iconic. (laughs) Iconic. Okay. Well, also, I just found that Fine Line song. I know you know this, but. Yeah, I saw that. Harry Styles. Have you? So good. Have you not listened to that whole album? Like, I've not listened to Harry Styles at all. No. Get on it, bitch. I've talked to you about this. I've l- actively listened to the full album with you in my car. I've had enough of it. I've had enough. I mean, I got sick of Watermelon Sugar High, but Fine Line is just like, I can Listen to the this. other shit. I mean, I will, maybe. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I can't promise it. Well, I, I have a big up and down relationship with music. Yes, I know. I've actively been texting one of my friends and reminding him to listen to Harry Styles' album from, what, December? And I've been like, please listen to it in full. And every time I text him that, he's like, LOL, okay. And I'm like, have you done it? No. And I do it maybe every other day or every time that I remember. Who is this or do you not want to say? I don't want to say it for the pod. (laughs) Tune in later to my other pod. (laughs) (laughs) Where it's just Mads? (laughs) Yeah, it's just... I don't know. Simply titled Mads. Simply titled Mads. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Um, so, yeah. Remember me. Okay. Bye. And then Eclipse happened, which is the third Twilight movie. Oh, God. We interrupt this <laughs> for an important message uh, I just... in the future. <laughs> We're going to get flagged and copyrighted. Now did you talk over it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but he does this like the whole. He's like, <laughs> when you're bored, <laughs> when you have no ad libs. You know what? Let me just try this real quick. Oh, that's fire! When you're a rap, when you're a rapper who has no ad libs. <laughs> Well, just remind me when he when he when he went like la di da di da. Yeah, Mans is talented. Well, you saw that story. Not to get too far off what we were originally talking about, but of him fucking Scotty Pippen's wife. Oh yeah, that shit is wild. I said that to, because Scotty Pippen's signature when he was a kid. <laughs> Well, actually, this is... Not gonna lie, that's big water sign energy, though. Is Future a water that's a dis- sign? It's a Scorpio. Oh, my, that's a Scorpio. Like, period. That is a Scorpio, period, move. My rising is a Scorpio, and I will say absolutely to that. Um, but actually, to tie this in <laughs> b- back to Robert Pattinson... Yes, 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 yes. Um, 
I don't know. I, you might know this, um, but Robert Pattinson and Shia LaBeouf have actively shared romantic interests in the past couple of years. They have indeed. Mia Goth, uh, FKA Twigs, and that might be it. I think there's a third one. Uh, Mia Goth and FKA Twigs. Who else did Robert Pattinson date or Shia date? I mean, I thought was famously Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. Yeah, I thought there was somebody else in there. I thought so too. I thought they they had like an overlap of three. Yeah, I mean, not to not to dish Shia LaBeouf because I do like Shia LaBeouf, but it's definitely like it's clear that Pattinson is like the not to like enforce the English or like more gentleman, but it's like the more like stable version of what Shia could be. Hmm. Well, because I mean, they both make similar choices now that they're both in similar pro- similar-ish parts of their career. Mm. Well, what I think is interesting is that Robert Pattinson was engaged to FKA Twigs. FKA Twigs did Honey Boy with Shia, and then got with Shia. But then Shia and Mia were dating. But now Robert and Mia, I think, are still dating. If that makes any sense. Hollywood always seems messy. And, and I would be so interested. It. I just, it's like interesting that like, I, cause there is that thing when you do a movie with somebody, it feels like super intimate and then you get super close because you're like spending so much fucking time with that person. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine just being like, fuck it. <laughs> like, like you know what I mean. You just it. like this. This moment feels so great. So all the previous moments, like I've ever had the engagement, just <laughs> it's over. Bye bye. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems super strange to. I mean, they could be in a bad place, and it could obviously just be. And I'm not saying anything about really either person doing wrong, but it's just interesting that sometimes it just seems like something ends and then something begins at the same time. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, you know what also ends and begins at the same time? What? Twilight Saga Eclipse. Um, oh my god. Is that his, like, next movie? Or after Remember Me, it's Eclipse. Oh, and not only is that a power move, but... It's not a power move. <laughs> I would say it's, like, a beta move. God damn it. But <laughs> Eclipse is... I don't. We don't shame betas on this podcast. I am a short king. Oh my god! And everybody deserves love, but it's a beta move. (laughs) So I mean, Eclipse isn't that good of a movie either. I don't. I honestly don't remember what happens in it. Um, I I do have a question. Yeah. Do you think? Sorry for everybody. That was probably a little loud. Um, do you think their contracts during this whole time were like ironclad from the beginning, or do you think they like renewed it based on like each movie? Well, I know for a fact that um oh, Eclipse is the one with Bryce Dallas Howard in it. Um who plays um <laughs> what what the fuck does she play she isn't she voltarian something she's she's a part of like the so in the first twilight there is oh yeah 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 yeah. victoria james and laurent they are like the three 
Sure. <laughs> they're the three antagonists in Twilight. Yes. Um, and in the first Twilight, at the end, Bella and Edward are at prom, and Twilight Twilight closes with Victoria staring at them from a window. Mm which is iconic and cliffhanger mama. Um, and then Radiohead <laughs> starts playing. It's iconic. Um, oh my God. Which song? Off of In Rainbows, um, which. Are you a Radiohead fan? I might be. <laughs> you gave me so much shit. For just fine. Okay. So for everybody that doesn't know me super well, but also just like. <laughs> I don't care, but it's just like, so I find music that's been like super popular forever. And then I kind of just like, <laughs> like get into it for a while. And then I like asked Maddie, I was like, do you know any good Radiohead? And she's, she's, I honestly she, like, think I said 15 step. It might be Maybe, plural. maybe. I might be remembering it wrong, but I remember you giving me shit for liking uh, the one song in uh, Vanilla Sky, however it goes. Oh, the one song everybody knows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway. <laughs> so Victoria is the um she has red hair and they swapped her out for Bryce Dallas Howard in Eclipse. So Really? Yes. So why didn't they just use the same person? They I don't know why. I I wish I knew. Um I I there I want there to be drama and juiciness, but I bet it was maybe just oh i'm not interested scheduling yeah and i think bryce ellis howard at this time was like trying to you know find her way in <laughs> granted her to dad what? is fucking ron howard so that doesn't matter yeah well also she was doing plays on broadway and then her first movie is the village with m night Shyamalan. which not saying the village is an exponentially great movie it's definitely a good movie but it has a lot of flaws but i don't know if you need that much help if you're working with Shyamalan, who's kind of hot at the time, on the decline, but... Yeah. yeah. Twilight just seems like a weird choice. Or, not Twilight, but Eclipse seems like a weird choice to yeah. want to go with, I guess. Yeah, and this one is an Eclipse. Um, Bella's like, please just fucking make me a vampire. I swear to God, I'll be good. I'll be a good, like, all this stuff. Like, they're coming after be me. be a good vampire. People are like, Edward, why are you dating this fucking bloody muggle ass bitch and like all this stuff um eclipse now that i'm thinking of it i think half of it is like on top of a mountain is it in twilight where she like almost like or is it the last one when she finally gets her where she like gets broken in half or something oh my god yeah something like really tragic yeah that's in breaking down parts one and two (laughs) yeah um but anyway so like eclipse is eclipse and then um, the next thing that Robert Pattinson is in is Water for Elephants, which is another book adaptation. Never seen. Never seen. I know all of it. Um, I, and I know what it, not know what it's about, but I know what, who's in it. This is one that I did read the book because I wanted to know more about it before I saw it, but also to support, you know, my husband, our Pats. Um, he plays, it's about a circus. Reese Witherspoon is in it. Christoph Waltz is in it. It's actually like a pretty lovely kind of story. 1930s circus. Um, he works with the elephants. <laughs> Water for elephants. Um, and it's, yeah, I don't know. I really liked it. I think if I were to watch it now, I'd probably feel differently about it. But it's it's a pretty 
I think for him at this time, he was trying to get out of Twilight. Yeah. And yeah. you can kind of start you to did. see that. Because um, then After Water for Elephants is Breaking Dawn Part 1, um, which <laughs> I don't even know how to start talking about this one. Bella and Edward get married in it. They go off to an island. Breaks the bed because he's so strong. It's the first time that they've ever, you know, had coitus. Um, breaks the bed. <laughs> she finds out that she's fucking like pregnant with a demon vampire baby. That's what happens. Yes. That's what happens. Um, and she like can't handle it because her demon spawn is actively drinking Bella's own blood and shit. And so then they realize <laughs> and they do like CGI like bones. Yeah, and, and she looks on. just not and like just so gross. Um, and then they find out that like oh we'll, we'll like give her blood to drink because the baby wants blood so she like bella's drinking blood and she's like i feel better and then fucking and then she like snaps her spine yeah right? when she gives birth to this demon spawn which oh, i don't remember if it's the first part or the second part where you see renesme the baby and it's just like oh, do you, have you seen that picture i've seen like i don't know why i've, I've clearly i watched uh like a. <laughs> Like probably like uh, like the Cosmonaut Channel, like watching this or like breaking through this or something, digesting this through. Do you see it? God. <laughs> well, Dear first of God. all, there's the baby. Yeah. And then why not just use like a real kid? Well, and then they did, and it's Mackenzie Foy. Oof. da. Yeah. That is white supremacy right there. <laughs> um, that is, and right there. That is Hitler's dream. That's Hitler's white dream supremacy. right there. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's Breaking Dawn Part 1. I, th- I think this is also the one where Jacob imprints on Renesmee. And then Bella's like, you imprinted on my daughter? Ah! And yes, then I remember she also that. gets turned into a vampire. I remember all this stuff. I don't know. Because um, I've never seen these movies. <laughs> I remember these scenes. <laughs> but I think after, I think like on the press tour for um, Breaking Dawn, let me, what I want to know, because Kristen Stewart cheated on Robert Pattinson with the director of Snow White in the Huntsman. Which they filmed that in 2011. And Chrissy Hems. And Breaking Dawn was. Charlie Theron. And Breaking Dawn was filmed in 2010 through 2011. So this was like kind of around that same time. It was really. It was like a weird time because Robert and Kristen were still dating and I was married to him on the side. Um, And (laughs) I think on either part one of Breaking Dawn or part two of Breaking Dawn on the press tour, it was super fucking awkward because they had broken up. Um, And Robert Pattinson was like actively like, fuck off, fuck Twilight. I don't want this. And so after Breaking Dawn part one, he did Bellamy, um, which is like, I did see it because I had to support my boy. Um, And it's, it's like just like a fluff piece. (laughs) Oh, he's a fluffer on set? I mean, (laughs) I wish. Uma Thurman is in it. It's it's whatever. Um, But then he's in Cosmopolis. Mm. Would you like to talk about this one? Mm. 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 
not this. Directed in 2011 by David Cronenberg. Released 2012 at the Cannes Film Festival. Cronenberg has abandoned his body horror standards, basically, in this time. And as a big body horror fan of David Cronenberg's work in general, I was not really a fan of seeing any of his dramas. But there was one person in this that drew me to this. It was not Robert Pattinson at the time. It was Jay Baruchel. <laughs> the Canadian himself. <laughs> but no, I mean, Cosmopolis is... Uh, I think I either bought the DVD um, or had just like watched it. I think it might have... You know, some of those movies that just stay on Netflix. <laughs> like, <laughs> Netflix just like buys the rights and they're kind of just there for in perpetuity. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, it was like one of those movies that had always like kind of come up. And uh, I think maybe it was also a time where I was like, start. I was interested enough in the movie because it seemed cool. And it was Cronenberg and Robin Pattinson. And, like he never rubbed me the wrong way except for um, Twilight. But it also kind of looked like an interesting character. But I watched the movie and it became quickly one of my favorite things that Robert Pattinson had ever done. Not only because it's just such a lifeless um, succubus and like kind of horribly degenerate human being, but it's also just because it's like so mesmerizing to watch and it's such a weird movie Mm. and it's meticulously like crafted. It's not like necessarily flashy or anything or, but it's just such a weird kind of like I want. I don't want to say surrealist or like dreamlike kind of world, but just like a very like kind of just like off, but like just like a heightened reality. Um, but also it's just like it seems like something that could be really possible if you are part of like the one percent, like the high high one percent that are are kind of making the transactions and deals that shape the world. What's like and a so, short bio that you can give the people? Oh, okay. Uh, So Cosmopolis, basically Robert Pattinson's character, is driving in a limo across the city to get a haircut and a bunch of uh, shenanigans ensue, Okay, to say the least. Um, And it's kind of just watching a cold, uh, interestingly cold, calculated character kind of unravel, Mm. but more so just kind of trying to explore what it means to be human when you have everything you've ever wanted. Oh. And he has an asymmetrical a- asshole. That's uh. <laughs> true. It's a scene in the movie. Oh my god. Yes, I'm aware. Um, so again, this was like kind of, you know, where... This is like, this is before Twilight Ends, but... He's clearly clearly trying new things because, like... Mm-hmm. At his core, that's, you know, he's, I don't want to say he's like a, an indie actor by any means, but like, he's a weirdo. Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of like the Daniel Radcliffe syndrome too, mm. of just Daniel Radcliffe after Harry Potter was like, Fuck this. I don't, I don't want to do anything like this again. Or, and I don't really have to, I have so much money. I assume Ron Pattinson probably has a decent chunk of change, too. Oh, for sure. And so then we get to Breaking Dawn Part 2, which, you know, God bless, it's finally done for him, you know? Like, (laughs) 
he has to come back for that new book that gets released. No. If you're a real fan, you read the multiple iterations that have been leaked. I just want people to know that. And I'm not going to give Stephanie Myers, 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 whatever, any more of my money. No more. Any more than she's already taken. Yeah. Granted, did I steal it and read it? Yes. Was it bad? Yes. Would I do it again? <laughs> yes. Um, so Breaking Dawn Part 2 happens. Not going to recap that one because it's done. He's free. He's free to do whatever he wants. He's free, people. So then, what, so then what does he do? He becomes a Dior model, baby. Um, I think I'm going to try modeling. I think I'm going to try modeling. And then he's in the Rover. Um, Rover. Which That's like a year off. That's like a hot year and a half mm-hmm, off, right? Yeah. And you haven't seen Rover, right? No. I have. And let me tell you, it's pretty okay. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's visually really pretty, but like it's... <laughs> that's it you know um joel edgerton wrote it which is cool i guess um guy pierce is in it how do you feel about guy pierce i think guy pierce is annoying but i think that's like part of the guy pierce charm <laughs> and it just depends on like if it affects you in certain ways um but like i i i i i, I think of him in lawless i hate that character in lawless mm. it's truly awful and then i hate memento but that's like that's a whole that's a whole other beef I have. Yeah, and I've clearly already pissed off enough. Like, yeah, your turn. <laughs> enough different enough different groups already. I don't want the the Chris Nolan stands to come after oh me. Oh my god, we'll get to Chris Nolan. No, <laughs> um, Chris Nolan's Chris Nolan's made like maybe one good movie. What would you say that is? Mm, I don't know. Maybe he hasn't made any good movies. He's made entertainment, entertaining movies. There you go. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. But after the rover, he was in Maps to the Stars. Yeah. Which is... It's another Cronenberg. Uh, yeah. One of those other dramas I've not seen because, again, it's kind of veering away from why I like Cronenberg. Mm. Um, and that was in 2014. And then he was in Queen of the Desert in 2015. Van mm-hmm. um, I I make a documentary about the bear. <laughs> I want to capture the grizzly in its natural environment. Van, um, Nicole Kidman is in this. Robert Pattinson's barely in it. Waste of my goddamn time. Zero out of ten. But thanks, Warner. Oh my god. Okay. Don't do Warner dirty <laughs> like that. But the movie after that is Life. Which is a really interesting movie. Um, mm, I know of this. I know of all these. <laughs> yes, yes. Scene, scene, zero. <laughs> um, but life is about a photographer that for he's a photographer for Life magazine, and the photographer is played by. <laughs> shut up. Um, they said the movie. They said the word life. Movie's over. Um, Robert Pattinson so, plays a photographer. What if, what if the last? Sorry. What if the last shot of the movie? Is Rob Pattinson looking at James Dean through the camera, taking the picture? Now this is life. <laughs> Roll credits. Roll credits. No. Um, but Robert Pattinson plays a photographer that's been assigned to take pictures of James Dean. Dave Dahan plays James Ooh. Dean. 
We love our daddy five head. We do love daddy five head. And he does a pretty good job. Um, it's a, it's a fun, it's a really interesting, fun, like historical little look, 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 see poo back at that, you know, specific moment in Mm -hmm. time, um, would recommend. Um, then our Pats was in the childhood of a leader. Ooh, by your fave. Mm -hmm. And I've seen this movie and I can say I did not like this movie. Yeah. Um, have you seen this movie? Yes. Okay. Wait, wait, when did you watch it? You you watched it, and then you were like, "Here's here are some bullet points. And I was like, okay, I'll watch it, but I won't pay attention to it. So, yes, I've seen it, but did I pay attention? No, I did not. There's not much to pay attention to. This is true. <laughs> it's very just... I, I don't want to say boring. It's just very meditated on its intent not being known. And then the intention kind of getting lost within what the story is trying to do. Mm-hmm. Which So the movie is basically about the childhood of a leader. <laughs> and you get to get, watch this kid grow up, I think, in like three or five acts. I think it's three, though. Yeah. And you just basically see this kid grow up. Boom, boom. One act, two act of just like significant points in his life. Mm-hmm. And then you you basically just fast forward to the end of him just being a dictator. It's by Brady Corbett, mm-hmm. who we both really like uh, for Vox Lux, though, which we I think is one of the best films. One of the best films I've probably ever seen and like wish I would have experienced it in a theater because that yeah. would have been intense and amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Brady Corbett. Another little fun factoid for y'all was in the movie 13, which was directed by Catherine Hardrick, who directed Twilight, mm-hmm. which I love little bits of stuff like that. And he was also in Funny Games, the U.S. version. Yes, yes, yes. And in the Noah Baumbach movie, uh, <laughs> While We Are Young. The Noah Baumbach movie. <laughs> While We Are Young and Melancholia with Avon Trier. Mm-hmm. And uh, a few other things here and there. He's He's been peppered in. Yes. yes, yes, yes. He's been seasoned in the Americana and mm-hmm. non-Americana film scene. Yeah. Interesting guy. Um, yeah. I have, I heard he rips off a lot of people, but that's just no such what I've heard. No such original ideas anymore. Um, yeah, but I mean, there's definitely uh, ripping off of not seen, highly seen ideas. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But then after Childhood of a Leader, R. Pats was back doing Dior. He did some- Oh, which he, which in, in Childhood of a Leader, he's in it for about five minutes. <laughs> five minutes of total Which is time. probably the same amount of time that he is in this video short for Dior. Um, and then he is in The Lost City of Z, which I saw it only for him. Pretty boring. Okay. Yeah. Is it James? What's his name? James, the director. Because he's pretty famous. Uh, for, ma- for making artsy movies, I can look it up. I got it. James Gray. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because he did add he did add Astra too. Yes, he did. Yeah, he does some pretty interesting. He did the things. immigrant, which I've always wanted to see, and Two Lovers. He did a lot of Joaquin stuff. Mm. Oh, so you'd love this man? I don't love <laughs> he. Well, he's done he's done four movies with Joaquin, Jesus. so clearly he likes Joaquin. God, but then after the velocity of Z, we hit a crucial 
crucial moment of, of his timeline. Mm-hmm. Good time. Boom. Good time. Safety Brothers. Mm-hmm. A little information. I'm a big Safety Brothers fan. I don't want to speak for you, but I believe you are also a huge Safety We see each fan. other. We, we see each other. <laughs> we are both. <laughs> we are here in the moment. Yes, we are both big Safety Brothers fans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Good Time is just an incredible movie. It is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, um, easily. The story is... <laughs> I, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah, I mean, if you, basically... I mean, I think the best way to, like, give a good, like, two estranged brothers basically rob a bank, and one of the brothers gets caught, and so the other brother, Connie, played by Robert Pattinson, basically does everything in their power to try to get uh, their brother out of jail, because one, their brother's uh, mentally disabled, uh, or mentally handicapped, but also just because he feels like it's really much his fault. and Well, because it, what did, they robbed a bank. Well, yeah. And he brought I mean, his brother along for the ride. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know, that's what I was... Well, that's... Yeah. I mean, I, I think that was implied. But you didn't explicitly say that. Context. Well, I just said two brothers robbed a bank together. Oh, so. I'm not listening, clearly. <laughs> We see anyway. each other. <laughs> Clearly, we do not see each other. We see each other, but we're not listening to each other. No, but so, yeah, that's good time. And basically, it just keeps ramping up, ramping up, ramping up, ramping up. Like, the anxiety, the tension, just the stakes keep getting higher and higher and higher. Mm-hmm. Until it all kind of climaxes, like, at the towards the end of the film. Yeah. Um, for me, that I very much so prefer good time over uncut gems. Um, okay, okay. No one was asking for the comparison. Um, all right, child. So, anyway, um, yeah, you can watch this on Netflix, right? Netflix yeah. and uh, Amazon Prime, but yeah, Netflix is probably the most accessible one. Yeah, um, yeah, this movie is just amazing. Definitely one of my all time favorite movies. Um, yeah. Robert Henson's amazing in it too. Yeah, it's just a great performance. It's a great story. Um I wish I would have seen it sooner. Mm-hmm. Another one where it's like seeing it in the theaters would have been so special. Yeah. And it's one of Pete Davidson's favorite movies, so if that says anything. <laughs> um, don't, 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 don't don't take that for it's a, it's a, it's a recommend I mean <laughs> don't take that as like a good movie um yeah definitely check it out mm-hmm. very it was a good move that he did that for sure um yeah i mean there's a, the, the funny part of how they like got together for that movie i don't even know if you know this is uh rob penson saw still of heaven knows what on uh indie wire and then emailed the safety brothers saying i want to do a movie with them based off that based off just seeing a still mm-hmm which hell yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, that's some that's some BD energy if I ever heard of it. <laughs> Very true. Um, and then so what? 
Now we're getting into recent territory. Yes. Now we're stepping into 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, what she did, Damsel. Damsel. Mm-hmm. And one other one, right? He did Damsel and High Life in 2018. Oh, yeah. Claire Denis. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's doing what he wants now. Mm-hmm. Still doing what he wants. Damsel looks funny. I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. And High Life I started and did not ever finish. But you did finish it. Yeah, I did finish High Life. Um, I I really, I really, really liked it. But it was slow as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Visually beautiful. Story was interesting. But it was just slow for me. Um, yeah. Is me a goth on that? I think so, yeah. Interesting. It's been a bit, but yeah. Yeah, she's in it. And Andre 3000 is in it. Andre Benjamin, rather. Um, yeah. And there's... His performance in that is, like, not only... I don't want to say scary, but it's, like, a little, like... He makes really interesting choices in High Life that I wasn't expecting him to make because... I didn't see Damsel, but, like, obviously coming from, like, good time into High Life is really interesting because mm-hmm. they're very different characters. Yeah. Um, so High Life is a little bit more, like, he's performing, like, a shell of a person because of the circumstances. But, yeah, it's I, – I I would maybe recommend. If you were to give, like, a little short little log line for High Life, what would, it, what would you say High Life's about? High Life is about uh, – it's 420 and he gets super blazed. Mm, six, six, six. <laughs> Sounds like half baked with Dave Chappelle. Yeah, highlight. Um, you know what Robert Pattinson should do though? Hmm. A comedy. That would be pretty interesting. Yeah, just imagine him just being like a bro in Seth Rogen, like a Seth Rogen comedy. Mm. <laughs> God, maybe we we will pray. Um, but no, High Life is actually it, it's it's like a father daughter movie they're the last to kind of be they're like i don't want to give too much away but they're like the last of the last of a team in like a solar system and they have to rely on one another but like you know you don't really i don't know you're not saying anything (laughs) watch it then bitch You're like, it's like, uh, I literally just said it's like a father daughter movie and they're relying on each other for survival. Boom. You wanted something short. There it is. Okay. Jeez. (laughs) So much aggression for just wanting some clarification. Then watch the movie. I don't know. Oh, I know. I was more, it was more for the other people that don't know. What other people? Just us. (laughs) I know what the movie's about. It's just us here. Um, (laughs) and then. It's the lighthouse. Is it really? Yes. Is that it? Is there? Um, okay. No, I mean, there's more in 2019, but the lighthouse is the first one. That... Oh, I guess I'm just. Con- I guess it feels like 2020 is not happening. <laughs> yeah. Like it. Fe- if it still feels like it's 2019, just like I. I just. It just. Ha- I haven't seen like a new movie in such. A- I need to rent a new movie. Don't you have a few to watch still? <laughs> um. Hush your mouth. <laughs> Watch him out. Little little women and call me by your name and Eastern Promises will be watched <laughs> because they expire in 30 days. Oh my god. But I mean for me the lighthouse was like 
Ugh, such a wild ride. Yeah. You didn't like it as much. I just, I don't know what I was going in expecting. Maybe I was just expecting more uh, mythology than, like, ideas. Because I, I think I love, like, stuff like Hellraiser, The Shining, um, like, Nightmare on Elm Street, even. Um, and kind of stuff in that same horror vein. Where it kind of, there's an established mythology that runs deeper throughout the whole architecture of the thing than it just kind of being implied through metaphors and, or just by general, like, delusions of loneliness Mm. or isolation. And for me, maybe it's just like looking into the lighthouse a little bit too much, but that stuff is also there. But in it, and it's kind of hard to discern. But even if you look at stuff, something like Shutter Island, um, where there there is still that same line, I feel like Shutter Island does, and maybe that's because they have more people, but does that better because, I don't know, you can't really tell what's real and what's not. And with The Lighthouse, that's not really the point. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of doesn't, ever really for me it never really came to a full of what was the point of what I just watched or was I just watching something because it was cool and interesting to watch which is kind of where I think Robert Eggers lies more Mm -hmm. because he just likes aesthetic history and style more in his work anyway Mm -hmm. but I mean I could have just gone in with like mixed expectations I've only seen it once so and Robert Pattinson and Willem are amazing yeah I was just gonna say I There is no other movie that I would want Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe to be in where there's farting and mermaids and bright lights and just utter insanity. Um, yeah. Their their performances together are just amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I think, because well, we saw this together and I think we laughed at times where other people didn't laugh. And I was like, you're kidding, right? Like. This is a comedy. This is the comedy that you wanted from him, Mitchell. Yeah. And I guess maybe that's like what I was not. I was maybe so shake. Sh- sh- uh, <laughs> I was so uh, <laughs> uh, uh, off taken by was just the fact that it was so funny at certain parts. Yeah. And it's more of an absurd black comedy, if anything mm-hmm. else. But then it does have that injection of like pretension. Of it wants to be bigger than what it is, at times I will say for for me. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, and it's hard to balance both. It's hard to balance comedy and kind of that other side of it too. That is true. And like for me, I wasn't a fan of The Witch before seeing this movie, but then mm-hmm. definitely after seeing this movie, I liked The Witch more than The Lighthouse. Oh, I love The Witch still. I think The Witch is such a like a. And I think that's where Eggers really shines because the more you dig and mine into that movie, and maybe I just, I also just didn't feel the urge to dig and mine into The Lighthouse as much, but the more you dig and mine into The Witch, it's just like you can get so many layered texture from just like reading about that time and history mm-hmm. and just what was going on like during that time of like why the Salem Witch Trials happened. It's because people were eating like bad food with mold on it that made people hallucinate and think that like there were witches and other things like that going on. But also at the same time, the movie, which Eggers kind of does well, 
movie also presupposes in The Witch that maybe this is just crazy shit that's happening. Mm. And it, it has nothing to do with the food, but the food's also there in the film. And then there's other things also there. Whereas The Lighthouse kind of doesn't do that balance as well, I feel. Mm. Mm. But that's just, I don't know. That's just how I feel. And I, <laughs> I would have to watch it again. I've seen The Witch multiple times. I've only seen The Lighthouse once. Yeah, and I and I think the lighthouse is now on Amazon I, for like just yeah, everybody to watch. I think it is. Um, and so then another big movie for him from 2019 was The King. Oh, which you've seen, but I Oof. I'm not refusing to watch it, but I just really don't want to watch it. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a it's a pro- I don't like <clears throat> again. I don't like like historical kind of dramas or anything. Um. But The King is a good movie. Hmm. Like, it's, it's, uh, I know a lot of people rip it because of this. Because, like, they just kind of talk how modern people talk. They, like, swear. They, like, uh, do a few other things. Mm-hmm. They swear. They do a few other things. Well, they, they just use really modern vernacular. Mm-hmm. And they just really, and they just really talk like modern people. And it's not in, like, in time or rhythm or anything. They basically just threw out all the old text, essentially. And it's just good, but also Pattinson's hilarious in it. Yeah. It's another one of these roles where it's he's surprisingly comedic, and uh, he says this one line, which is like my favorite thing <laughs> that I've seen. You have big balls. Big balls to come in here and talk to me like that. No, big balls and turn me go. Look up that scene on YouTube. If 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 for nobody else listening, or for you, just look up that scene and tell me that doesn't entice you to watch that movie. <laughs> it did make me think it, differently about it. You're right. And he's not in it very long. Yeah, which is a which is a theme of his. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he likes doing. He's very much like Phil Cy Hoffman in that way. Mm. We were just talking about like Philip Seymour Hoffman today, but Phil um, Hoff. He very much just uh, he he likes doing being supporting and or even a minor character in like bigger work, and he does it good and well. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember because, like, obviously. Timothy Chalamet is in the king. <clears throat> yes. Sir Timmy. Timmy, and he's great. Yeah, and like I do love him. I'm I'm coming around to loving him. You're two porcelain little boys. But I don't I think right now in my twenty three years of age, I don't think I'm gonna have a fake wedding to Timothy Chalamet like I did with Robert Pattinson when I was younger. Yeah, that's true. Because you know what? That's called growth. <laughs> you know what? Growth, mama. That's called growth. Um, but then after the and king, I live by that. <laughs> after the king was Robert Pattinson was in Waiting for the Barbarians, which was a movie that was filmed not in 2018. It was probably filmed in like 2017 or 2016. Because <clears throat> um, Johnny Depp mm. is in it, and it looks old as fuck. <laughs> like it, it's yeah. like a young Robert Pattinson, and he's. I know for a fact he's only in that movie for like again maybe ten minutes. Because somebody on Tumblr, when I was looking up links to it, said to not watch it because he's barely in it. <laughs> <laughs> said to not watch it because he's barely in yeah. it. Yeah. And 
then he was in a Dior short video in 2020. Uh, and that's all. And that's that's it. Do you think Mans just has all Dior products? No. You don't think so? No. I feel like if I were to work for a company that long, <clears throat> I'd be like, you are now my wardrobe. Well, he'll, t- like, if he, when he goes on, like, red carpets, Dior will most definitely dress him. For sure. Yeah, but you but you know what I mean? It's like, give me give me the shoes I want. Give me the shirts oh, I well, want. Oh, well, yeah, but, like, he's also a simple man. You should know this. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. I've seen him dress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he's, yeah, like, he's not... Yeah, but I mean, it just is just like I don't like to buy clothes, so maybe this is just me like projecting onto him, and maybe, but also him just being simple. It's just like if I can get free clothes, you just give me the free clothes. (laughs) Give me that. It's disgusting. Give me it right now. (laughs) (laughs) That is disgusting. (laughs) I want it right now. Please, Dior, sponsor us. Please, Dior, <laughs> give me some nice chimney shoes. Oh, my God. But then we have to talk about the four films that he is yeah. in mm-hmm. that will come out in the future. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first one that I know for sure is completed is The Devil All the Time. Uh, um, bless you. Which thank you. is another book adaptation. Um. And it's supposed to come out sometime this year, but I don't know if that's <laughs> going to happen or we'll not. We'll see. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. But they're, it's, it's a pretty good cast. You got Tom Holland, Riley Keough, um, Elvis Presley's granddaughter, Haley Bennett, Sebastian Stan, Bill Skarsgård, and Robert Pattinson. And Mia Wasikowski, who Robert Pattinson and her have been in a few few movies here and there. Yes, they have. Um and I think that's always fun to sort of see that relationship too, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> Not yeah. necessarily between those two, but just like between actors who end up in same things. I always think that that's kind of fun. Yes, I agree. I think it's just like, it probably makes for a better working environment. Yeah, for sure. Like I'm thinking of like Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Throwback to episode one, baby. Yeah, yeah Mitch, sure, sure. Mitch is having flashbacks. Sure. Sure. Oof. City of stars. <laughs> oh, In the crowded restaurant. <laughs> okay. Um, City of stars. But then. You know what I think is funny? And this is just. This will be a little tangent, but I think it's. It's it's interesting that nobody ever talks about how, how high Gosling's voice actually is. Okay. <laughs> what? It, he has a high voice, okay. but he has like this like male bravado behind him. Why? Why gotta be male? Fine, <laughs> just uh, charisma. He got the charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent, baby. <laughs> oh my God. But then we have next on the old the docket is your boy, the landmark, the man I just dissed earlier. Chrissy Nolan's mm-hmm. The Tenant. Just Tenant, yeah. It's not even The Tenant. Oh. Yeah, I guess that'd be Polanski. <laughs> R.I.P. Polanski, though. It's it's tragic that he got burned to death. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke, because he should be burned to death. 
Okay, I agree, but read the room, bro. Read the room. <laughs> well, we can't make Polanski death jokes. Is that not? Not like that. When you... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, anyway. Let's see, 6730 smile. We'll edit that one out. To our millions of fans. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I mean, this is Nolan. Like, again he likes to put himself into his movies so when you're watching the trailer or looking at pictures from this movie robert pattinson looks like christopher nolan and that's weird (laughs) well i mean christopher nolan just likes to have a little avatar of himself in every movie put me in put me in (laughs) it was leo in inception Mm -hmm. matthew mcconaughey in interstellar he he Uh, wishes yeah I, I'm sure he does. But, and then I'm trying to think. Did he do anything after Interstellar? Or is this like his latest <clears> thing? <throat> I think this might be the latest thing. This is like just a big one I hate. Oh, yeah, Dunkirk. Oh. Dunkirk's good, but it's just people gotta stop making movies about war. It's just like it's been done. It's tired. I w- I'm over I would it. like to see a movie where people. Um, take like a critical view into what the world would look like without war or what the world would yeah. look like if a different outcome had happened. I would be a lot more interested in that than another mm. war movie. Make that happen, Christopher Nolan. Please. He's like, I'm making, I'm making Dunkirk part two. <laughs> <laughs> Dunkirk. <laughs> Dunkirk. Um, so I mean I also I, don't know. I also will say this Christopher Nolan and his desire to show that time is nonlinear mm-hmm. is probably becoming the least interesting thing that he's doing. Because <laughs> like I, I remember this meme you sent me, and it's a very niche like film meme, but it made me laugh so hard. It was like Solaris and 2001 oh, Space yeah, yeah, Odyssey. Yeah. And those, if you if you know anything about those movies or have seen either one of those movies, they're about like really big themes. And then Christopher, there's like this character that's like Christopher Nolan. Love transcends all of time, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like I don't know if it's Christopher Nolan needing to find a catharsis or like a thesis in his stuff and a conclusion. But in recent years. And even just like reflecting back, his stuff has just never been exponentially interesting. Yeah. It's just kind of like entertaining to watch and very like high, cool concepts when you kind of tear them apart or like go into them a little bit. It's kind of like you you break the whole like mold of it. That is true. Controversial though. Again, love transcends all. But the tenant looks cool. Yeah, the tenant looks cool again, and I love uh, John David Washington. Hell yeah! And uh, Robert Pattinson, obviously. I think that'll be and, really interesting. Yeah, it does kind of look like well trotted territory. We'll say that though. Yeah, I'm definitely curious to see. I guess I don't know. I'm just curious to see it. Yeah. Um, and then, um, it's in pre-production, aimed for 2021. It's The Stars at Noon, which is another Claire Denis movie, but it's Robert Pattinson and Margaret Qualley. Um, not much to be known about it, but 
Not much. But it's cool to see him working with Claire again because I think his work on High Life with her. <laughs> Let me be super vague about it again, Mitchell. Um, Got that high life. He was high the whole time on life. Don't know what else you wanted me to say. Um, but then finally, was drum, he in the drum roll, was he in the please. Twin Towers too? No, 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 no. That <laughs> yeah. that was Twilight Eclipse. Um, yeah. He wishes. Um, and then finally, we have the Batman. Oh yeah, the Batman. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm. I will say this: we didn't need another Batman, but I'm definitely happy that it's that Robin it's him. So, Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely happy they go in a very. As much as I'm getting very kind of tired of superhero movies, I'm glad at least they kind of are going an interesting route. Mm-hmm. Which maybe I'm I don't I don't know. And this movie's like been paused on production, so we'll see what happens with it. But yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I guess I like Pattinson, and like the cast looks cool, and mm-hmm. I like Batman. It's a stacked but, like, cast. But I just I, I guess I'm getting to the point of where I don't care. Mm-hmm. Will but I see it? It opening sounds cool. Day? Yes. I will. Um, <laughs> will I see it opening it? Yes. Absolutely. And I'll probably see it more than once. Um, but yeah. I mean, if it's good, then yeah, I will go see it more than once. But if it's not like, if it's just, I don't know. Christian, like there are clear defining moments where you figure out who your Batman is. Yeah, that is true. Christian Bale's my Batman. For me. No one else. It's Val Kilmer. Although he's a bad Bruce Wayne. He's a really bad Bruce Wayne. Ben Affleck was a good <laughs> Bruce Wayne and a bad Batman for me. Yeah. And Christian Bale was a good Batman, bad Bruce Wayne. And I think Robert Pattinson is going to be a good Bruce Wayne and an okay Batman. Because he's playing a Do you think young he's be, Bruce Wayne. I, I, could see, I could see him just being like... <laughs> I think he's going to be why, really good. I don't know. No, I think he's going to be good too. But I don't... I, I see him being like falling into the Christian Bale thing where he's a bad Bruce Wayne mm. and, a really, and a really good Batman. I don't think so. Because they're going to make it really moody and dark and like mm-hmm. that's that's his thing well in some ways how dark can you be with the riddler mm, <laughs> i mean the penguin is in it too yeah that's what i'm saying like so it's clearly i mean yeah i guess you're right i don't know i i guess i don't know and it's okay to not know <laughs> well yeah <laughs> because we're gonna see it three times anyway so we'll know everything there is to that's know about true. it no, i will see i it do not I remember like going to a Star Wars show or even like Infinity Wars. Those theaters stink, man. <sighs> I, you're going to get hate mail. <laughs> what? They do. Because they don't clean them up after showings. Well, and now they have to. So that'll all change. Oh, that's true. It is interesting because like in a, in a post-corona world where, I mean, we seemingly don't. And it's not going to be anything soon. But things are going to be a lot more <laughs> clean. Mm-hmm. For who who knows how long, but for the decent amount afterwards. Yeah. Oh, uh, so yeah, I mean, and that's... That's all pets. Yeah, that's all of our pets. That's all our pets. Um, maybe we should wrap it up by saying favorite, most anticipated, and then also maybe like project we'd like to see. Mm. Like somebody who they, we'd like to see him work with. All right. For me, favorite is Good Time. Him as Connie, hands down. Mm-hmm. Um, most anticipated, 
I am I am curious to see The Devil All the Time because it sounds like a really interesting story and it has a really interesting cast, but ultimately I'm most excited for the Batman. Yeah. Um and then I think something or I would want to see him work you mentioned Seth Rogen earlier, didn't you? Yeah. I would want to see him work with like mm, I don't know. Because I was like, oh, Judd Apatow, but, like, I don't think that that would be. Because when Judd Apatow works with, like, dramatic actors or, like, pretty pretty boys, they're always, like, I'm thinking of, like, funny people in particular with, like, Eric Bana. Yeah. And I don't want Robert Pattinson to do that, and I don't think he'd <laughs> want that either, you know? So. Yeah. Well, I think about, like, the Seth Rogen and Zac Efron. I think that would be funny. If he just played, like, a dumb jock. Mm. Yeah. I want him in 23 Jump Street. How about that? Yeah, there's a good compromise. Boom. They're they're studying abroad. <laughs> That'd be hilarious, actually. You've just sold that to me. Sony, Sony pick up the phones. Robert Pattinson's like the antagonist or the villain or the cool... No, it's like Jonah... He likes Jonah Hill more than Channing Tatum and Channing gets jealous this time. <laughs> That's incredible. Amazing. We, yeah. did, we did it. We, we did, did it. it. We solved 20, 23 Jump Street. You're no longer in. I swear to God. Limbo. If, if 23 Jump Street ever happens and it's like what we just said, I'm suing. <laughs> well, they were supposed Honey, to do like a Men in you Black got a big storm, crossover. Yeah. Did you know that? Uh, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's happening. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I think... I think for my most favorite yeah. is also Good Time. Mm-hmm. Um, my most anticipated for him. Um, honestly, I, it might be that Claire Denis movie. Just mm. if, if only based off of I want to watch more non-American uh, films. Uh. Um, just to kind of like broaden my horizon. Because that's like a, an area I'm really weak in. Um, across the board. Uh so I think maybe that one. Um, but somebody who I'd love to see him work with is Paul Thomas Anderson on something. Um, oh. Just because I think um, I think Paul could really like coax something interesting out of him that we haven't really seen before. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's like even if it, if it is an ensemble, it could be like a fantastic ensemble. Because like I think of like Joaquin going from like inherent vice to. Or from the master to hint vice, and those are two very like different films, but they also like bring out very interesting performances. Or even if it's like a like a Phantom Thread kind of scenario, or like oh, there will be blood, or the master as well, where it's more of a character study. Mm-hmm. I think the collaboration between the two of them would be interesting, if not like uh, exciting to see in whatever they would do together. That would be really fascinating to me yeah i think it'd be a good pairing i think like uh i don't know what it would necessarily be but i think maybe something set in the past would could be really cool hmm. damn i'm into that now Fuck. wait 20 nope. 23 jump street but directed by paul thomas anderson 
No. Yes. <laughs> Give it to me now. I am looking forward to, to I don't know what, where this is at, because I think they were filming this summer. Mm-hmm. But that uh, Paul Thomas Anderson high school movie about growing up in the valley. Bitch. Give it to me now. <laughs> well, they're not they're not filming. Give it to me clearly, now. Clearly, clearly, clearly that's been put on indefinite hold. God damn it. Yeah. It's a, it's a bummer, man. We're going to have a little lag behind with moves and, like, stuff. There's going to be... There's going to be, like, a lot of, uh, there's going to, I mean, there might be a point where there's nothing new coming out. I mean, yeah, the Oscars already made that choice. Mm-hmm. Well, no, year. I mean, they, they made the thing of just, you can, it can be a VOD. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, there might not be anything to even put on VOD. Mm, that is true. Just because everything's just so fucked. Well, I mean, you just can't film stuff. You just couldn't, safely at least. Right. Unless you're working like with a tiny ass crew, and even then, you probably shouldn't do it. God. Ugh. It is what it is. But we're we're not downers. We're not downers. We're uppers. We are uppers. We're uppers, and we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna end it on a down note. No. End it on a end it on a high note. Keep it on a high note. High <laughs> note. Um. Yeah, that was our pets in a nutshell. Oh, yes, my boy. Oh my yes, my boy, right there. Tune in next time where Mitch will do the whole podcast episode in his Adam Sandler impression. Yes, yes, I will, man. And he'll be he'll be doing every single Adam Sandler voice per movie that Adam Sandler is in for his whole career. Yes. So it'll end with him doing Howard Ratner from Uncut Gems for sure. I don't know. I'd have to watch Uncut Gems, but again for the fifteenth time. Well, it's just to get the. You can't even. You sentence. can't even pull it out of the noggin right now. Mm, let me think for a second. Yossi, I'm walking down the street. <laughs> you sound like the Rat King of New York. <laughs> the Rat King. <laughs> so you take take your. We'll do this later. <laughs> Anyway, thanks, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. We hoped you, we hoped you like our star episode. Yes, our special edition. Special edition of our patents. And thanks for tuning in to Under the Influence. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love it. And uh, we'll probably hit you back sometime this week with a new episode or sometime next week or, you know, whenever we feel like it. It doesn't really matter to us. Tea. Yeah. All right. So take it easy. Take it easy. <laughs>